Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ben Peterson is an Operation Iraqi Freedom veteran, and he's the founder of the nonprofit organization Engage Your Destiny dedicated to build spiritual resilience in the men and women of the United States Armed Forces. Ben, thanks so much for joining us today. Awesome to be with you, brother. It's an honor to be talking to someone like you, to any service member who has sacrificed and provided so much service for those of us at home by being out there in in combat. And um, my grandfather was a Navy corpsman who worked together with the Marines in World War II on the island of Iwo Jima. And the stories that I've heard from him growing up are just amazing, especially considering the fact he was only 17 years old. So Ben, on behalf of uh, all of us who are watching, thank you for your sacrifices and for your service to our country. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Ben, tell us your story. How did you become a military service serviceman? Was that always the dream as a kid growing up, or did something happen and cause you to enlist? You know, I was 13 years old when 9-11 took place, uh, and I remember sitting, you know, in uh, our English classroom and the TV coming on and seeing uh, the planes hit the buildings, and I knew in that moment that I was going to go to war. Uh, and that I was going to be a part of the military. I come from a military family. Uh, My grandfather flew spy planes uh, in World War II. Uh, Many uncles had served. My dad served. Um, And so in my family growing up, one of the greatest things you could do with your life was to uh, serve this country in combat. Um, And my my dad actually did several stories and and books about uh, World War II and Vietnam veterans. Tell us a little bit about the bond that develops between you and your fellow service members, particularly when you are out on mission. Well, you know, I, I joined when I was 17 uh, as well. Uh, needed to get mom's signature for that. And so, you know, you leave uh, and kind of miss out on those, those early high school days. And um, you're, you're searching for that bond. You're searching for that relationship. And I think what makes it so powerful, Kirk, is, you know, we live in the most individualistic culture in the world. Uh, independence is rampant in America. And that's not how the military works. It's very tribal. Uh, you, you eat together. You sleep together. Uh, you live together. You fight together. You uh, experience the hardest, most awful uh, experiences you can imagine together. Uh, and that creates a bond that's, that's indescribable because no one else can truly understand it. That's why we have a lot of the PTSD and a lot of the issues we have in our country with our veterans. Uh, it's because we're, we're missing that bond. We're missing that relationship. I know that that's also a time of great sacrifice. For those of us who haven't been at war and haven't served in that capacity, can you paint that picture for us? Obviously, it's time away from your family, and it's being sent to places that um, no one really wants to live and is the opposite of America. So uh, I was deployed to Iraq 2008-2009, and we <laughs> burned their garbage every day, so we had the the smell of burned garbage constantly in our nostrils. We took three to five uh, mortar attacks a day. 
Um, you know, I lost seven of my guys my first week in combat. Um, and so you just get hit with a lot all at once. And you're trying to process and navigate while still have to uh, execute on the mission. And there's a lot of times where traumatic and horrible things will happen. And then you have to set that aside and continue on mission to serve because the war is not going to stop. So um, you, you get conditioned to just suck it up and keep going. It makes me think of the verse in the Bible where Jesus said, no greater love has anyone than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And you just said you lost seven of your guys in the first week? Yeah, it was a helicopter that went down um, as they were coming up uh, from Kuwait up to our, uh, our base in uh, north of Baghdad. And um, that helicopter went down and actually one of the sergeants that was on it uh, wasn't supposed to be on that uh, flight that night. Uh, Anthony noticed that one of the, the uh, one of the, one of our other sergeants in our train up in Kuwait hadn't had a night off from flying in multiple nights, and Anthony just said, "You know, hey man, get some sleep tonight. I'll I'll take this chalk," and that was the night he was killed. So I've I've always carried that with me because Anthony put his his brother first, and and that was him laying his down his life for him. Um, that's what you do. You put other people's needs before yourself, and that's what makes the bond so deep. Ben, I'm sure that there's people who ask you, what are the lessons that you can teach us? I mean, the experiences that you've had have given you such wisdom. Uh, you have a life experience that some of us n never get the chance to, to really to have. What, what are some of those life lessons that serving in the military gave to you? I, I think one of my favorites is uh, the mindset of I, I've always got a little more in the tank. Uh, I can take it, you know, mm. um, and and that when you're running down, when life is hitting you, when there's so much coming at you, you have these very extreme experiences to draw upon and, and say, um, I've got I've got a little more in the tank. You know, remember when um, that that bomb blew up in the city outside of our base and there was a mass casualty and we brought those kids into our hospital. Remember how horrible that was. Remember uh, what that experience was mm. like seeing those things. That doesn't compare to this budget spreadsheet. Um, that doesn't compare to this argument I'm having with my wife, right? I can do this. I can get through this. I've, I've, I've been through worse. And that's probably one of my favorite things to take away in the middle of a workout, in the middle of a uh, feeling burned out, in the middle of struggling with all the things that come at me in leading an organization and that, you know what, I've been through worse and we can get through this. Mm. And you've still got more in the tank. I, I love that. Ben, how did this whole period of your life in, in Iraq and, and other places affect your relationship with God? Yeah, man, that's, that's an intense question. So I got saved when I was 17. Um, the bully of our high school uh, was radically saved at a prayer meeting and uh, <laughs> brought it back to our Catholic high school, and, and he led me to Jesus. Mm. Um, then when I was 20, just before I deployed, I got filled with the Holy Spirit, had an encounter uh, with the Holy Spirit and, and uh, feeling just his overwhelming love. And then I deployed to Iraq, and I uh, really didn't feel his presence for a year and felt completely abandoned by him. So um, it was probably about 23 days after I came home from Iraq that I started having nightmares and tremors. Um, I, I, would, I don't want to get into the details, but I was doing things and experiencing things in my dreams that were so awful and atrocious. Um, they, they're, they're, they're indescribable. And 
Um, I'd wake up screaming, sweating, and and just crying out to God as as I began to spiral out of control. Mm. And I started drinking again, um, going to the bars with my buddies I came home from Iraq with. And so as this Christian who loves Jesus and is called to a higher, you know, life, here I am dealing with all the shame of my combat tour uh, and, and the things that took place and, and that's happening and manifesting in my dreams, and I'm dealing with all the shame of my sin as a Christian. And to be honest with you, Kirk, I, I just started spiraling out of control. Um, and I hit a point where I became very suicidal, and I remember I got home one night after bar close, and I had a handgun, and I was sitting there, and I was processing taking my life and really wanting to do it. Um, and I called my, I, I recognize I'm in a really bad place, and I, I called my mentor at 3 o'clock in the morning. And he picked up the phone, and I just was falling apart on the phone, just crying out, why? You know, why is this happening to me? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good kid. I'm a good man, you know? And um, he began to explain to me about how the disciples lost Jesus, and how that was the most confusing experience for them mm. until the resurrection day. And Scott said to me at three o'clock in the morning, Ben, you're in that place where the disciples were when Jesus died. They, they don't know why they went through what they went through, but behind it and underneath that is the greatest victory the, the world has ever known in losing Jesus, in, in Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. And then the resurrection day came and they knew why they went through what they went through. And he said to me, you're going to have a day where you understand this pain, why God put you through it, and what he's going to do with it. And that began to rebuild my faith in God again. Love that. So great. That is underlining the truth of those great promises that God gives us in his word, that, that he is sovereign, he is in control, and that he is working all things together for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. Ben, there's also challenges that I know service members experience, not only when they come home and the PTSD and the suicidal thoughts and the reintegration back into society, but you talk about some of the lesser known challenges of the wounds that servicemen and women go into battle with because of dysfunctional families or events that have taken place before they go into the service. Yeah, I love that you asked that question, Kirk. So it's actually a statistical fact that 70% of those who join the military uh, have sexual and physical abuse from uh, their childhood. Mm. And um, there really is this, this beautiful thing of how God has designed the body and designed our hearts and our minds in that when that abuse takes place, there is this inherent desire in, in, in the person um, to become a protector because you've been violated, because you haven't been protected, you want to protect. And, you know, um, I was bullied quite a bit in high school, and I also had some uh, sexual abuse when I was a little boy that happened at my daycare. And I can't describe it, Kirk, but there's always been this desire in me to help the helpless and to protect those who can't protect themselves. And so um, what I've had to do in my long-term healing um, has actually been to go before what happened to Iraq. And this is what we do with so many military people. We need to get to the roots of, of where uh, the campfire was built and before the gasoline of combat was thrown onto it and made it go, right? So there are so many pieces from trauma to abuse to all those things that mm. need to be healed because combat just 
ex- exacerbates all of those issues. Mm. Um, and that's a big piece to the road of healing from trauma and, and therapy. And Ben, you created an organization called Engage Your Destiny that is all about yeah. helping and when healing and bringing wholeness to service members. Talk about Engage Your Destiny. God gives ideas and we either say yes or no, right? So uh, uh, I, re- I really found an Engage Your Destiny with the heart and the intent that um, we need to find unique ways to engage with military vets and their families so we can lead them into their destiny. And right now, Kirk, we have about 45,000 nonprofits in this nation that exist to heal and help veterans. And yet the suicide numbers uh, keep getting worse. And that's where I'm going to shout from the mountaintops till the day I die. With our veterans, we don't have a program issue. We have an outreach issue. We need to go get the people and get them into the programs. So right now we're partnered with about 15 other organizations that do a 360 degree approach for mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual healing. And what's our job? It's to get into the world where all of these lost souls that are broken and hurting are and reach them and plug them into those programs. So that's what we do on bases. Um, that's, what we're do, uh, that's what we're doing with our events um, at the NASCAR Speedways. Um, and that's where uh, we're meeting our people where they're at so that we can actually get them the help they need. We've got to help them with all of this and uh, Engage Your Destiny is doing that in spades. I'm, I'm so grateful. Ben, when we come back, let's talk about uh, the homecoming experienced by our military and what we can do to support our veterans and active service members. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back with Ben Peterson to discuss the homecoming experienced by our military. Ben, what is it like after being out on mission and, and, and anticipating the homecoming? I mean, is, is, it, is it nerve-wracking? Is it highly anticipated? Are you excited? Or is it a mix of all those emotions? Yeah, I'll, I'll put it this way. There's probably no moment that you think about more uh, your entire tour than the moment that you get to uh, reunite with your family mm. and be embraced um, uh, to go and get your favorite cheeseburger, um, you know, to, to, to go get a car or drive your car that you've had. Uh, you, you fantasize about that every day in combat. So it's probably the most anticipated moment of your tour. We're talking about homecoming, coming home from serving your country, being on mission, being, being reunited with your family and reunited with culture. Uh, that didn't play out really well when the vets from Vietnam came home, did it? No. What went wrong there? When I walked off the bus, Kirk, uh, the first thing that I saw was over 100 Vietnam veterans lined up shoulder to shoulder, holding the American flag and guarding my welcome home. Mm. And as I saw the faces of men that had been spit on, that were called baby killers, that were shamed by this country, and and even more, they were ignored by this country. Um, Their medical needs were not met, and there was a a blanket statement of, you do not matter, and we want to forget about you. Um, 
and and those guys in the midst of you know uh, protests beginning to happen in America and and most Americans have forgotten but over a hundred Iraq veteran funerals were protested in 2008 uh, alone Wow and so while all of that was happening Kirk, the Vietnam veterans rose up and they said, never again are we going to allow what happened to us happen to our sons and daughters. And the Patriot Guard riders uh, found their identity. American Legion riders joined in, Rolling Thunder. And, and since that time, almost every welcome home and funeral has been protected by Vietnam veterans. And those men despised that shame that they were given and they became the guardians of honor. And so that to me is just, it's unbelievable. You created an event called Heroes Honor Festival. Uh, in fact, this is something that's been anticipated uh, for quite a while now, so excited. Uh, tell us about the event and uh, what the purpose is. Yeah, so uh, I formed Engage Your Destiny in 2016 and it was probably six months after that I was at home uh, and I was taking care of my dad while he was passing away of cancer. And Kirk, uh, I, I walked into the living room after taking him to a treatment and coming back to the house. And there's no other way to put it, but I had this encounter with God. And um, for the first time in my life, I actually saw a vision. And it was this massive stadium that was filled with tens of thousands of Vietnam veterans. Uh, and they were surrounded by young people and family members and young veterans. And they were being honored. They were being celebrated. They were being welcomed home. And then the vision zoomed in on this one Vietnam vet and I saw his face and, and tears were just streaming down his face because he was truly uh, feeling that uh, acceptance and that public tribute for the first time. Mm. I saw that and, and felt God's tremendous presence and I, I knew very clearly what he was calling me to do. And so that is what the Heroes Honor Festival has become. It is the uh, biggest, baddest, most patriotic celebration and welcome home in American history. And we are going to honor these guys uh, in, the, in, in, in the most patriotic way possible and love them um, like the hands and feet of Jesus would. Who was there? Who was a part of, of this amazing festival to honor our heroes? We were really blessed uh, with the patriots and the God-loving folks that, that partnered with us in this. Um, you know, the event was sponsored by uh, Toyota and Fox Nation. Uh, Harley Davidson. Um, we also, you know, we had Anne Margaret and Chris Noel there who were a part of the Bob Hope tours and, and the guys just loved that. Um, it was amazing to have country artists like Craig Morgan, Justin Moore, Toby Keith, um, just, just incredible patriots. And of course, uh, an appearance from uh, Governor DeSantis, who we all just know and love. Um, it was really something. And then, of course, from the military side, um, uh, Oliver North, uh, who served in Vietnam, as well as General Jerry Boykin and uh, General Patrick Brady. So, I mean, just some of the most incredible men uh, to serve this nation's uniform and for them to make the effort to come really meant a lot. Wow. You just mentioned those Bob Hope special honoring festivals uh, for the troops. And I actually had a chance yeah. to be 
a part of one of those, you're not, you're not gonna believe this, but this was, this was back when I was on Growing Pains and actually I was wow. there and was able to shake hands with Ronald Reagan, with Jimmy Stewart, wow. with Lucille Ball, uh, Bob Hope, Danny Thomas. It was, it was like what you're saying happened this last weekend, uh, but back in the day. And so I'm so thankful that you are, are resurrecting this kind of a festival to honor our servicemen and servicewomen who are sacrificing uh, and serving so much. Uh, I hope I get a chance yeah. to be there with you uh, the next time that you do this. Is this gonna be an annual event? Uh, what, what, are, what are the plans for the future? Yeah, I, I think we're weighing that right now. You know, a, a big heart uh, for us, Kirk, is that we have uh, our partnering organizations uh, for mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual care for these guys um, that is all happening in the follow-up right now. So we have, you know, 9-11 veterans, we have Desert Storm veterans, Panama, Vietnam veterans, because the event was free to all veterans and their spouses. So we have thousands to follow up with, which we are in the throes of doing right now. Um, and so, and that's, that's uh, reaching out to them and how can we serve you? How can we pray with you? What needs do you have that we can get you plugged into? Um, and so we want to really uh, uh, honor yeah. that commitment of follow-up really well yes. and, and see how that ministry uh, plays out. And then we're going to really see what God has for us next. I love that plan. That's what counts. That's where the rubber meets the road. You're not just thinking about the next big uh, exciting fireworks event. You're really looking to meet the needs of the veterans who came and who will be coming because that's what your organization is all about. Uh, yes, sir. Ben, uh, I sense that you're the real deal, and I'm, I'm so thankful to be talking with you, uh, to be learning from you and, and your example. Here at Takeaways, we're, we're always trying to find little actionable steps that we can take out of these conversations that will make a difference today, this week, this month, to bring a little more of heaven to earth as believers, as members of the family of faith. Uh, what can we be doing as everyday people to support our service members today? You know, um, I, I think our military needs a lot of prayer. Um, the, the, the decisions that have been made uh, recently for our, the, the rules around the military um, have been tragic. Um, and there have been so many uh, military uh, members who have felt the need to, uh, to leave the military, to get out, to retire early. Um, and, 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 it's, and it's heartbreaking for so many people who love serving this country. So I, I think there is an element of prayer um, and then there's also an element of understanding that if you have military in your family, um, to not try to fix them, um, but just love them and, and let them know that you are there. And so it's text messages, it's phone calls, just checking in. How are you doing? How, how, how can I love on you today? Um, just want you to know I'm here. And I, I think that's what's so hard for military is we're, we're not good at showing our weaknesses, but when we know that someone is present and they're truly committed to being in our lives and showing up, um, we're more prone to opening up. And that's what people did for me when I came home from Iraq. They would just check in and check in and check in with me. Um, and that was, uh, that was a catalyst to my healing. And so that's what we can do as Americans. Hi, I'm Kirk Cameron. Thanks for listening to this episode of Takeaways. If you love the conversations that we're having, please follow or subscribe to this podcast to never miss any of this great content. And please consider leaving a positive rating and a review to help others like you discover this show. 